Hola, my chica Lamont. Thank you so much for being here today. And I have something very special uh, to share with you. And I hope you enjoy. My name is Paula Ramirez, and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. Welcome, my Chicana Moms and Dads, because I think there's some dads that listen to my podcast, which is amazing. I know this is a Chicana podcast, but let me tell you, um, all moms are welcome. The reason I call the Chicana Moms is because I'm a Chicana and I know I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who are Chicanas and I want to honor all those amazing Chicanas that opened a path for us and but everyone is welcome. Now today I'm going to talk to you about a specific topic that many Chicanas can relate. Creencias populares. So creencias populares are just certain things that we grew up hearing like um, remedios caseros. You know, for el susto, um, para la gripa, uh, para el dolor de estómago, dolor de oído, etc. And today I'm going to share with you a story. And then I'm going to talk to you about what my mom did for me growing up, like home remedies. And then I'm going to share with you what I do now. Um, as I guess the second generation or am I the third? No, I'm the second generation. And I said, I wasn't sure if I was the third cause I, I was like my grandparents, my parents and me. So I'm the third, right? But then I thought my parents, me and my kids, <laughs> it's a little confusing. Oh, okay. But you get me. And so yes, that's what we're going to talk about and let's get started. Okay, so I'm going to start off by sharing with you this personal story. And you're going to be hearing a lot of stories of my mom and I. Um, because a lot of times she was the one that called the shots. My dad is just very kind of like, okay, whatever you want to do. And I'll explain to you a little bit about that. But I love my mother. I love her. Oh, she's amazing. She's tough. Her and I clash at times when I, well, before. Now it's so much different. But I'm going to start off by telling you this story. When I was 13 years old, my mom decided to send me to Mexico City for a whole entire month um, during the summer. And I actually was staying with uh, mi tia Lena and um, her husband and her two kids. And I was so scared. First of all, let me start off by telling you that as a minor going on an airplane, there's no um, adult obviously keeping an eye on you. A flight attendant was supposed to sit with me the whole time and walk out with me the whole time till my aunt um, got a hold of me. But unfortunately, it did not work that way. I'm on the plane plane lands and I'm like where the hell am I supposed to go so I just thought okay I'm just gonna follow everyone so that's what I did I started following everyone because that's common sense right I'm kind of scared because I don't know where the heck I'm going and I'm like okay everyone's getting their luggage might as well just look for mine and I found mine and then after I was like uh guess I'll just follow them to where they're going so I just pretty much follow the whole entire crowd and 
uh, they wouldn't let me go through. And my aunt saw me from far away. And she was really pissed because I was a minor and they were supposed to have all my forms with me. And I don't know what um, airline this was. But anyways, that's just the beginning of the story. It was just like, who sends their kid for a whole month at 13 to Mexico? I'm pretty sure my mom's not the only one. But I don't think I would ever do that to my kids. And I think my mom's always giving me like that tough love. Um, but who the hell said tough love works? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And we can talk about tough love on another um, podcast um, segment. But yeah, I was sent for a whole month when I was 13. So I was staying with my aunt. And then I would spend um, some time with my dad's side of the family. So I was kind of like bouncing back and forth. And then one time my aunt... Um, took me to my uncle's house, uh, mi tío Pablo. I love him. Uh, I miss him. I haven't seen him in forever. And I was staying with my cousins and mi tío Pablo. And mi tío Pablo, I can't even talk. Mi tío Pablo had, I think, one dog. All I remember is that that dog was black. And it was like an old dog. Obviously, that dog did not know who the heck I was. So I come in with, um, to my uncle's house and the dog's there. Okay. The second day, third day, I don't know what the hell happened, but this freaking dog forgot who I was and it attacked me. It thankfully didn't bite me, but it would, how can I say it? I'm like stuck in what I want to say. It tried to bite me, but I don't know to scare me. But not bite me. It was just so weird. I can't even describe it because all I know is like it attacked me and I was going crazy and I was screaming. And I was like, oh my God, the dog. I would tell my cousin, Primo, tu perro me quiso atacar. And me, uh, Primo Beto was like, oh, pinche perro. <laughs> Things like that. The stupid dog attacks me again. Like, what the hell was that? So I was so scared. So mi tía Victoria... Uh, they sat me down in the kitchen. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to go outside anymore. That stupid dog attacked me. And guess what she gave me? Sugar. She gave me sugar. Azúcar para el susto. O cómate un pedazo de bolillo. Um, that's what I was given. And they said that was going to help because I got traumatized because of the dog. And I'll never forget that situation because the remedy for my trauma was sugar. I was like, oh, okay. So I ate the sugar. I really honestly don't know if that actually helped or not. Maybe not. I don't know, but it was soothing. It was sweet. I think it's more mental. I don't know. But after reading about sugar and this thing about um, el azúcar y los sustos, maybe it does work. But after 25 minutes or so, supposedly, um, you're back to normal. You're kind of like, okay, you know, the situation already happened, but I always remember that her giving me sugar and a piece of bolillo. Um, so it's pretty interesting, but I wanted to share that story with you, just attaching it to the topic of, uh, me talking about creencias populares or remedios caseros, however you want to perceive it. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. So anyways, now I'm going to talk to you about um, what my mom did for me and my brothers growing up and the different things that she thought worked or even, heck, they did work, you know, 
And I still am a big believer in Remedios Caseros as a health coach. Um, that's, I think that's what we gravitate to home remedies, you know, um, different types of oil, essential oils, um, herbs. I mean, just amazing, amazing things that God gives to us in this world to use um, for us human beings. But now I'm going to start off by telling you what my mom did. Okay, so growing up, my mom always used um, Remedios Caseros to take care of us. And I'm grateful for that. I really am. So I'm going to start off with the first one. I think many of you, I think many of you can relate to a lot of the ones that I'm going to say. And I'll kind of dissect a little bit on each one. But I don't know the scientific research behind these. All I know is that I was used um, through obviously my mom's research, I guess, by her putting these things on us and just seeing if it worked and not just with us, but I think because she's used them herself growing up. But anyways, I'm going to start off with the first one, which is Vicks. El famous Vapuru. Man, that shit does work, you guys. I mean, now I don't use that Vicks that you buy at the 99 cent store. Um, I actually make my own natural Vicks or Vaporub, however you want to call it. But it, the stores actually sell a lot of more um, clean ingredient, non-toxic, um, like Vicks, which is amazing. So let me tell you a story with this too. So every time my brothers and I would get sick, uh, my mom would get the Vicks. She would put it underneath on our feet, put socks on, pants, two or three, five, ten sweaters, <laughs> um, chest, front and, and back, um, and a little bit under our nose so we can kind of like open up, you know, and, and just smell, be able to breathe. But check this out. I don't know what the hell happened. I think of me... Uh, my tío Serafín actually told my dad and my mom to put some Vicks on my eyes. Like, what the, f what? Vicks? This is insane. So yeah, that's what happened. My dad gets a little bit of the Vicks and then puts it on my eyelids. I mean, he told me, obviously, you know, like, close your eyes. I'm going to put a little bit of Vicks on your eyelids and, you know, just go to sleep because I was going to go to bed. So that's what he did until now. I'm like, dad, seriously, what the hell is that? You're putting Vicks on my eyes. Does, it says warning, do not put on eyes. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is insane. I don't know if I'm the only one that went through this, but geez. So yeah, I was put Vicks on my eyes. Um, I was so traumatized because I was like an elementary and I, I was, I was like, okay, if I open my eyes, I'm going to go blind. I'm not going to be able to see anymore. So I was really scared until the morning. I opened my eyes. I was like, I did it. I was like proud of myself because I was tough to have put Vicks on my eyes. Oh my God. It's so funny. But yeah, Vicks, I am a strong believer in that. So that's what my mom would use all the time. I'd be like, tráemelo. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, another home remedy that she would do is like whenever we had a fever, she would uh, bring out lettuce. At first, when I was like, what the hell am I supposed to eat lettuce? So no, she would act, and this worked, you guys, honestly. So we had a fever. Obviously, we're just really warm. And a lot of the times we get a fever, um, we get really hot in our forehead. I mean, the whole body, but majority is in the stomach. So um, she grabbed lettuce, and she would grab the cold um, leaves of lettuce and placed it on 
our stomach. And I think she would put alcohol. I'm not, re- I can't remember, but I think she did. She put the lettuce and then with a little trapito and then she would put um, some alcohol and that would help reduce um, the fever and that it felt really cold and it was really nice. So I think having the whole head of lettuce and using um, several of those um, lettuce leaves that lasted probably a whole day. So that was interesting. Now the next one is, um, this one I never took, but I always remember seeing my parents do this, um, which I wanted to add on here. El té de cebolla para la garganta, para la tos, or, or las anginas. I don't know what the hell, but I know one of my aunts did it. Um, té de cebolla, that's fucking disgusting. Ugh, sorry for my language, I do cuss. Um, so té de cebolla, that's onion tea. Isn't that gross? Oh, man. They said it's good, but it has to be the purple one. Okay, it has to be that one. I don't know. The next one is agua con sal. So anytime that this is um, salt water. So you ha- boil some water and you put some salt. This is good, actually, to do gargles, um, like on your throat. Um, so if you have a sore throat. Uh, it also, <clears throat> excuse me, um, something that also helps with salt water is if you have a bruise um, or like a swollen foot or whatever, you actually soak your feet in salt water. It's not interesting. It's like Epsom salt, right? But we call it agua con sal. <laughs> um, the next one, oh man, this is an interesting one because I actually did it, but I don't do it anymore, but... My aunt and I, we have a story, which I will ha- be having her on my podcast and we'll show some crazy stories of that we went through together. But the next one is um, el huevo para el susto, la limpia, you know. Those are creencias populares that we would think, like, if you get, if you grab an egg and you do a prayer and you just kind of, like, rub it all over your body and then you crack it in a glass of water, you don't, you can't look at it on the top, though. You have to put it underneath your bed. Oh, my God, I don't know what the hell. If you forget, it smells like rotten egg obviously but um it's supposed to kind of like help cleanse that negative energy and it gets soaked into the egg that's that's another one that one's so I my mom did a lot of those and um yeah and I actually thought I could do it so I'm over here doing it on my little cousin because he wouldn't stop crying so that one was an interesting one um the other one's well this one excuse me um the other one I'm gonna add on here but I never did uh, but I would always hear my mom share that with a lot of her sisters and friends. La cuarentena. So la cuarentena is actually staying 40 days in your home without coming out at all after you deliver you delivered your baby. So yeah, that did not, I never did that. But I did have friends that actually did that and they wouldn't come out at all because I was going to get into them and it's not good. And I understand though, because when you give birth, your body goes through a lot of trauma. I mean, it goes through a lot of shit. So I understand just healing and I'm a big believer in that. You know, we can't like when the body gets hurt or it's ill, I mean, it's like, this rhythm that you have that just gets interrupted. You know, I'll explain about it more later on, but la cuarentena is another one. I already mentioned el azúcar para el susto de bolillo. 
un pedazo de bolillo. So if you get scared, you're supposed to eat a little bit of sugar, something sweet, or a piece of um, bread. Um, the next one is cigarro para el dolor de oído. I remember my uh, uncles used to do this a lot to themselves or to uh, other family members, and they would get like, I don't know, a, a cigarette, and they would put it in the ear, and supposedly it's going to help. I mean, that's nicotine. What the hell are we doing putting that shit in our ears? It's just insane. Who knows if it worked or not? I don't know. I wouldn't do that one, that's for sure. The other one um, that I would hear my dad and my mom do is el, um, ajo caliente con al ponerlo en algodón and this helped for el dolor de oído for ear aches so you would just heat up a little piece of garlic and you would cover it up with a cotton and you would place it in your ear now let me tell you that works great i it's amazing i mean yeah it smells but i think if it's a little bit warm it kind of like helps soothe your ear ache that's that i do strongly believe in um the last one that i have here which These are just the ones that I could remember growing up, okay? I'm pretty sure there's so many other ones that I can't remember. And I'm pretty sure you guys have a lot to share as well, which I would love to hear. Um, and the last one that I have is cucharada de aceite de olivo. Eso es para desempachar. So desempachar is pretty much just like if you ate a piece of gum and it's stuck in your intestine and you need to cleanse it out. So just kind of like a detox But if you actually Google benefits of olive oil, like a tablespoon of oil, olive oil, there's a lot of great benefits from that. So I highly encourage for you to look it up. Now, those are all the ones that my mom uh, would always share with her family and friends and that she used with my brothers and I. And um, like I said, I probably forgot some, but those are the ones that I could remember the most. Okay, so now I'm going to share with you my remedio caseros. So, of course, I had to um, copy some of these home remedies. I am a Chicana. I love the fact that it's all natural um, and that they worked for me and my brothers. And they've been working well for my boys, so why not? Um, I mean, I'm sharing with you these Uh, remedios caseros, discreencias populares, but I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on this podcast and you should just consult with a qualified practitioner before adding any new supplements or anything that you're, you know, want to do with your kids or with yourself, especially if you're pregnant or there's a medical condition, okay? So I just have to highlight that out. This podcast is for me to share my life as a Chicana, you know, things that are just like hilarious Um, but at the same time, as a health coach, I like to add um, certain things that helped me. But again, I'm not a doctor. I'm here to provide um, just some health tips, um, ideas. But again, do your research, okay? Okay, so I'm going to start off with the first one. So the first one is uh, natural Vicks. Of course, I had to imitate and take the Vicks. But... I modified it. I make my own Vicks. It's coconut oil mixed with eucalyptus oil, the essential oil. And you just mix it the way I use it with my boys. I put it on their feet and then I put their socks on. And then I put it in the front and in the back. I rub it. That's what I'm trying to say. And I'll add a little bit on their nose 
uh, underneath like their nostrils just so that they can um, breathe. So I do that at night because I know they're going to be covered and they're going to like sweat it out. And of course, I keep them hydrated. And when I keep them hydrated, I do a lot of lemonades. Lemonade, vitamin C. Lemons have vitamin C. Orange juice have vitamin C. So you want to stick with that. People I don't think ever thought like, I'm going to make myself a lemonade because I have a cold. It's the best thing you can do, especially if you add um, blue agave, which doesn't um, rise your glycemic index, or you could add, you could add um, raw honey. Now, another thing that I do when my kids are sick, um, imitating a lot of these remedios caseros, is I don't shower them. While they're sick, I don't shower them. You might think it's like, what the heck? That's disgusting. No, I hibernate them. I keep them in the home. Um, if they're sick for two days, two days they'll be hibernating. Um, I don't send them to school. Their health is so important. Now, I'm going to add something to this, you guys, um, which I, I already knew, but then hearing it also from, like, my aunt, um, you know, her, her mom passed away, and she's someone very special to us. And my aunt was working um, or organizing the things for the funeral, And she mentioned that the funeral home um, informed her that in December of 2017, there was a lot of deaths because of the cold weather. People were passing away. And family members that wanted to bury their their family member um, had to wait three months later because they were so busy. Isn't that insane? So whenever you see the cold weather coming in, I mean, literally, you might think I'm exaggerating, but I grew up always, tapate, ponte un suéter, te va a entrar aire. You know, you start, you hear those things. And at first, you know, when I was little, I was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, and it was something just to add. I love to get sore throats because I love the way I would like sound when I was little. It was really dumb. <laughs> but um, now I see that there's, um, you know, a bad consequence from that. You can get pneumonia. So whenever it is that it's cold, I mean, put on socks. Don't ever think it's okay to go out without a sweater. I mean, there's a reason for everything. So um, that's what I do. I don't shower them. I keep them. I hibernate them. I make them caldo de pollo. Um, especially whenever you make caldo de pollo, you're not getting the vitamins just from the pollo. You're getting the vitamins from all of the vegetables that you're putting that turns that broth with a lot of vitamins. So that's the key right there. All of the vegetables, not just the meat. And we'll talk about that in other um, segments. Now, another thing when my kids have a stomach ache, I do uh, several things. I will get warm water with lemon and I will have them drink that every day. I mean, I make them lemonade, but I sometimes don't do it without um, the honey. So another thing that I give my kids when they have a stomach ache is I have them drink a small little glass of kombucha. And there's a lot of benefits behind that. Um, kombucha is a fermented tea and it has probiotics enzymes. Um, and I will leave more information about the kombucha, all the benefits on my website at chicanamoms.com. And that is amazing because you can actually um, make your own kombucha at home, which I've done myself and it's so delicious. Um, but I purchase mine um, at times from Sprouts. If I don't have any homemade and um, I buy a case from Sprouts, and usually I think it's about $40. And sometimes they have them on sale, so it's even great. 
Um, so now the next thing that I usually use, well, I don't do it that often because that they don't really get ear aches, but, and the reason I think they don't get it or they don't get sick because they don't get as sick as much anymore because I've eliminated a lot of like high produced corn syrup foods and we don't drink milk. We drink more almond milk. Um, so a lot of dairy foods can cause a lot of like, um, infections, like ear infections. Um, but with the ear pain, one of the things that I imitated and I copied from my mother is a warm garlic. So I'll warm up a little piece of garlic and I'll put, um, I'll wrap it around like a piece of cotton and then I'll place it in my kid's ear and it feels really warm. Another thing that I tend to do if I don't have garlic is I'll get my natural vigs that I make, which is a coconut oil with um, eucalyptus oil. And that I will also have on my website. So you know how to do it. Um, and I use that natural VIX and I get a little piece of cotton and I wet it or I soak it into the oil and then I place it into their ear. So I'll leave that overnight um, or throughout the day and then I take it out and I clean them and that usually soothes their pain. And it's really, I mean, it's worked, you know, it's worked. So these are the, the only things that I do so far. I mean, if they get sick um, with a cold, if their stomach hurts, which is really rare that they do. Um, when they were little, they would get fevers. It was insane because my oldest actually had um, like one of those febrile seizures, uh, convulsion. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, and that was so scary. Um, and they would get them like every year. And I actually changed their whole lifestyle. Not that they're on a diet, but I just changed it where I read all my labels. And I'll talk to you more about that as we move forward. But um, implementing new uh, things that, such as foods, um, supplements, uh, minerals, probiotics, etc. That does definitely help. Now, I want to add, again, I'm not a doctor. And I don't play one on this podcast, okay? So you want to consult with a, um, your qualified practitioner before doing anything else because everyone's body is very different. So yes, even if there's a lot of amazing healthy foods in this world, uh, it might help some and it might not help others. So this is pretty much just this segment that I wanted to discuss, which is creencias populares. And I strongly believe in them. I mean, a lot of uh, like my grandmother's and my grandmother's mothers and so forth, ancestors did a lot of home remedies um, because they probably, you know, there was doctors back in the days, but they were so far away. They had to figure out ways to take care of themselves. And you know what? If us human beings have evolved up to the, eight, the year, I mean, of 2018, I mean, come on, they were doing something right. And back in the days, there was no such thing as all these medications. Yes, people passed away. But to the point where human beings became extinct? Mm, I don't think so, right? So anyways, I hope you liked my story and all of these creencias populares and um, that my mother uh, taught me. And I encourage you to always, always seek more of like the health um, approach, living a healthy lifestyle. Okay. That's the best thing. I thank you so much for listening to me 
and I wish you the best. Querer es poder and take care. Bye.